It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. This has been a year where I have been saying yes to myself a lot more than before. When you say yes to yourself, you don't settle for what you think you can get. You actually go for what you really want. If you are settling for what you can get, are you happy? Are you satisfied with your health, your career, or your relationships? Or are you really going for what you want? Let me share a brief story. My best friend and I are reading Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. It's a fantastic book. I completely recommend it if you've not read it yet. And in one chapter, he talks about creating a vision for your life. Define what you want in each area of your life without censoring yourself. That can be a challenge because we all have that little voice that tries to tell us we can't have something. Ignore it. Just write it down. Write down what you want. Then ask yourself, if you could have all the things that you want, how would you go about getting it? Who do you have to know? What would you have to learn? Then make every effort to go do that. We were not made to live a mediocre life. We were created to experience our great gifts and share them with the world. So find a way to do that. You'll be so very glad you did. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free on iTunes anytime you want. Even a review would be absolutely fantastic and greatly appreciated. With that in mind, I want to introduce my guest. His name is Brian Basilico. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Brian Basilico is an internationally recognized, award-winning author and speaker. He's the founder and president of B2B Interactive Marketing, Inc., which is an award-winning marketing, consulting, and production company in Aurora, Illinois. B2B helps companies and nonprofits market their products and services through the effective use of online tools, including websites, blogs, emails, social networking, Google, SEO, YouTube, and many, many more. His career spans over 30 years, and since his first production company in 1979, he's produced thousands of projects for hundreds of companies, ranging from solopreneurs to Fortune 100. He combines years of marketing experience with technical expertise to build online campaigns that continue to produce measurable results today. He's an adjunct professor, trainer, speaker, and author of many marketing and social networking blogs and articles. We will talk about all of this and so much more on today's show. So here we are with my guest, Brian Basilico. How are you today, Brian? I am fantastic. How about yourself, Brian? I'm By the way, fantastic. I, l- I love your name. I love Brian. your name. <laughs> it's awesome. And we spell it the same way, which is even better yet. B-R-I-A-N. Yeah. Right. Not the that only thing that's wrong with the other, but... No, the other one's good. The only thing that could make this better if my last name was wrong and yours was right, you know, it would be so perfect. That'd be almost a little creepy, but I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Brian, tell us exactly how, how you got started. I mean, give us uh, your backstory, maybe some things that you've learned and overcome along the way, and what really brought you to where you are now? 
Oh, man, it's a, it's a long story. I'm going to try to give you the Reader's Digest version because, I mean, I started as a little kid, actually. Um, do you remember a long, long time ago when McDonald's used to have these muscular dystrophy kits that you could, you know, do like uh, carnivals in your backyard to raise money? You remember that stuff? Yes, I had uh, a childhood friend who did one of those. Yeah, that's where I started. I mean, I just and when I did that, I just fell in love with being in marketing and doing things so i've been a musician all my life so at 18 i opened up a recording studio in my dad's basement went to college and got a degree in electronics and then went to work for um, at&t i was hired to rewire their video studio to move it from one location to another and literally had to flip it around and this is back in the days when we had one inch tape beta Beta wasn't beta like it was beta. I mean, these are very expensive machines, you know, $250,000, $100,000 machines. And I basically rewired the entire thing, create brand new wires and make that work. Uh, one day my boss walks up to me, you know, and says, um, how much is your house worth? And I said, nah, about 40000 He says, okay, tomorrow you're taking out a camera. Don't drop it because it's worth twice what your house is. Um, so then I started learning how to shoot, you know, without shaking the camera because I was so nervous the first time. Um, and then started producing it at video. Video, left AT&T, opened up a commercial recording studio, and started doing jingles and interactive voice response, IVR, uh, which is, you know, press one, press two, press three, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, then ended up selling that company to a multimedia production company where I did CD-ROMs, websites, uh, flash animation, still doing audio and video and stuff like that. Went to work for Arthur Anderson for a while in their training center developing some high-level multi-screen projector um, macromedia director-based programs. I mean, just some heavy-duty computer programming stuff. Uh, Went to work for an ad agency doing AdWords, analytics, Google stuff, and then opened up my company about 16 years ago, uh, B2B Interactive Marketing. And the first thing I started building was uh, business card CDs. And so, obviously, I've had to learn to evolve um, yes. because <laughs> not many computers come with CDs anymore. Right. Um, so, you know, I grew into, I've I always been doing websites, but then grew into online marketing, and then social media came around. And now, here I sit uh, producing systems and helping people market to their perfect customers online. So, that's awesome. So, how did you get interested in being an entrepreneur? Um, you know, I just think it was in my blood. I mean, my dad worked for AT&T for 42 years, got his gold watch and his pension, but it was just something here. Here's the biggest thing. I don't play well in a corporate sandbox. I just don't. Um, you know, I'm too busy thinking about things and I have something called, and no offense to anybody who has a a true diagnosis, but I have something called DDA, uh, which is ADD and dyslexia. I mean, I am just like bing, bing, bing all over the place. So I don't play well in structure, you know, so when I'm when I'm doing things in my business, I am very focused and I and I actually am a very systematized business. But when it comes to, you know, the way the corporations work, I I just work so much better on my own and really can get a lot more done and can help a lot more people in a shorter period of time. That's wonderful. Was your family supportive of you being an entrepreneur, considering that that's not their background? Oh, absolutely. Well, my dad built a recording studio in the basement. Yeah, he was very, you know, supportive. Oh, he was always um, very supportive of me. And uh, to this day, you know, it's like I remember when I wrote my first book, I sent one to my sister. And my sister goes, 
you wrote a book, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's like you're the last person in the world I would have thought of written a would write a book because I mean, you know, I'm Captain Typo. My my grammar sucks, my writing sucks, but you know, if you spend enough money on editors and proofreaders and stuff like that, it's amazing what you can get out of it. <laughs> Captain Typo, I'm just visualizing what your superpower might actually be <laughs> and what crime you might be fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 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 basically fighting the internet as well. What I'm fighting. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So, how did you get your first client, Brian? Oh man, um, you know, just by through relationships. I mean, it was really just about knowing certain people and talking about what I was doing. And um, the very, very first client in the recording studio was actually a friend and came in and wanted to record some music. And and then it just kind of blossomed from there, you know. And still to this day, and, and this is one of the things that I say is that you know, way back in 1979 when I started this business. And what's happening today in 2017, the principles are all exactly the same. You know, we, we do exactly the same thing. The only difference is the tactics. As a matter of fact, back in 1979, um, I did content marketing before content marketing was content marketing. Um, I was basically writing uh, email newsletter that was printed out on an Atari 400 and a dot matrix printer. And I'd literally take a scissors and cut it up and lay it out on 11 by 17 sheet of paper, fold it up, take it to a printer. They would print it. They would label it. They would stamp it and send it out to clients. And now today that's all done via blogs and podcasts, right? Yeah, right. I remember dot matrix printers, not to date <laughs> ourselves, but uh, we, we had those in high school when I was there. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Let's talk about uh, the importance of continuing to learn because conti continuing your education even outside the school environment is so absolutely critical to advancing to where you want to go in life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things I preach, preach, preach. I mean, the, 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 here's the thing, man, is like I call myself a professional student. I spend about 50% of my time learning things so I could teach things. As you said at the opening, and thank you for that very um, you know, well-read uh, bio, you know, I'm an adjunct professor. I mean, I teach master's classes at universities. And, you know, one of the um, professors came up to me and he says, do you have a master's degree? Because you could come in and teach full time. And first and foremost, I don't want to teach full time because that's not my thing. And secondly, I said, no, I don't have a master's degree because this stuff changes so fast that if I had a master's degree, it would be obsolete by the time I got it. So, you know, I think one of the best things, and, and this is kind of one of my mantras, Everybody needs to invest in themselves and, and invest time, invest money, invest, you know, whatever you possibly can. One of my favorite sayings is every doctor needs a doctor. Every mentor needs a mentor. Every coach needs a coach. And, you know, I coach a lot of people, but also, you know, I, I not only coach them, but, you know, I'm, I'm teaching them things that I'm learning constantly. You know, so and I invest in myself. I hire coaches to teach me things. I mean, I've, I've I've had like six coaches over the last three years for very specific topics. So, yeah, it's super, super important to continue to learn and grow and evolve. And I call it reinvention. You always have to reinvent yourself because otherwise I'd be bankrupt if I still had a recording studio or was doing business card CDs. Absolutely. And if you want to really, really learn something, and I'm sure you'll agree with me because I was a teacher too for a while. If you really, really want to learn something, make a commitment to teach it because now you really, really have to learn it well enough to explain it to someone else and answer their questions. Amen, brother. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. 
It especially, is. Especially for those of us that like to impart information like both of us do, especially mm-hmm. for those of us that are authors and speakers and coaches and radio show hosts and whatever. So mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We are, we are here with Brian Basilico, and this is Success Profiles Radio. We will start talking about his latest book uh, shortly. Uh, which will be right after the break. And his book is called The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. And I'm going to ask him what the significance of bacon in his marketing is because you hear the word bacon and it conjures up a whole bunch of really wonderful images for those that like bacon and a whole bunch of nightmarish images for those who maybe don't. But I would really love to ask Brian why he's using the word bacon in his marketing and how that happened and and how, how latching on to something that everyone likes in your marketing can really propel your business. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian Basilico. And we're going to talk about his book called The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. So, of course, there's a lot of intrigue around the word bacon. So let's talk about your book, mm-hmm. what's, what it's about, and how you decided to use bacon in your book and in your marketing. Okay, so let's start off with the whole bacon story. And I'll, again, I'm going to do the Reader's Digest version. Sure. Um, I started writing my first book in 2012-13. And it was called, It's Not About You, It's About Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. And it was meant to be a social media how-to book. 
I wrote the first three chapters and the book was obsolete. So I decided to write a how-to book, or excuse me, a why-to book, not a how-to book. And so I was out speaking in L.A. at the Craft and Hobby Association with a couple of my long-term friends and customers uh, who invited me out there to speak with them on social media. And Georgianne uh, Bender pulls out her cell phone and starts typing into Twitter, giving a speech at CHALA 2012 hashtag bacon. And she looked at me and she says, I'm going to have... 10 new followers by the time we're done with the speech. And I said, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Because I knew nothing about the whole bacon thing. And uh, so we got done. She had 20 new followers. Uh, in the wow. process, I learned that bacon and kittens, and not necessarily in that order, kittens, then bacon, are the two most shared things on the Internet, period. Uh, so what I started doing is I networked a lot. I went around to about 20 networking meetings. Most of them were in the morning. And I started taking pictures of baking and putting it up on Facebook. And my friend started commenting, saying, dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist? Because you're going to die. Right. <laughs> it's like they thought I was just going to drop dead from over cholesteroling myself. And I said, no, you don't get it. I eat oatmeal. So, you know, <laughs> it just started blossoming and blooming and going crazy. I mean, people were starting to post things on my wall, all these bacon pictures. Dude, I have a shrine where people send me like all this bacon stuff, cotton candy, Band-Aids, uh, mustaches, ties. I mean, I've got a, a gazillion bacon things that people have sent me. And I was out with a client once and we we're sitting down at a coffee shop and I showed her the cover of the book and she looked at me. And she goes, no, she says, it's not about you. It's about bacon. And I went, oh, my God, you're so right. And that's exactly how the whole bacon thing started. Now, bacon stands for an acronym. It actually stands for Building Authentic Connections Online Networking. So bacon is really a brand, uh, and it's really something that helps me stay memorable and top of mind. And that was the whole purpose of the bacon thing. That is really great. Yeah, there's bacon for everything. I think I, a week or two ago, I told you that Walmart was selling a pool lounger that looked like bacon. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the aisle and I thought, what is this? I Dude, have you can, to. A, you can get a bacon coffin if you want. I'm serious. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I'll file that one away. There you That's go. Great. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So I love that bacon actually stands for something. So it's not just a frivolous reference. It actually means something. So mm -hmm. I love that. So you divided your book out into three parts. Tell us about that. Sure. So the bacon system is actually written based on what I was doing for my customers. And what I realized is that there were three main parts to doing marketing for a business that was successful. And, and the, the main client um, that I'm talking about actually does barcode testing, and, uh, which is a very unique thing and very hard to sell. Um, but anyway, so what I've decided was is that the first thing is what I call the principles. And we talked about principles and tactics before. Principles are the things that are really the foundation of what we need to do. So I created the first uh, chapters, and the first five chapters are uh, figuring out who your ideal customer is, the marketing trifecta, which is the system, then killer websites, analytics, understanding Google Analytics, and then doing content marketing. So the, the marketing trifecta is really kind of the core. You need all three of those things, and they work in concert. The second piece is content creation. We need to create content to feed the monster. Now, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. I have a blog. Um, I put out two podcasts and a blog a week. And every single week, they're consistent as heck. I've got my, my next one ready to go out soon as far as the podcast goes. And that is content that draws people into the websites. And then I can use analytics to measure it. So I'm creating content to draw people into websites and I'm using analytics. So that content creation can be audio, can be video, can be 
print, can be blogs, can be you know just about anything you could possibly imagine. That's what feeds the system and draws traffic back to your website. The last piece of the puzzle is what I call the content distribution. And this was a, this was really kind of a um, epiphany for me because I thought social media marketing was really kind of a you know kind of a end all be all platform. And then what I realized was after actually giving four speeches in one day at a college in um, in Illinois, in downstate Illinois, is that social media is really, number one, a relationship-building tool first. That's how I'm on your show. Number two is a content delivery platform. And then three is a sales tool. And if you treat it in that order, build the relationship, deliver great stuff, and then you know, put out some stuff like I'm I'm giving a speech and I've got a book, whatever it is. Um, it's permission marketing. You know, Seth Godin talks about that a lot. So that's so that's the complete system. And then finally, how do you take that content, create it with a purpose, and then reuse it? Like for example, I turned a blog into a book. Um, many people have done that. Chris Brogan has done it. I so many people I know that have taken their content and repurposed it in a way that helps them not only market their business but make money. So that's the bacon system in a nutshell. Yeah. Jeffrey Goodemer did that too. In fact, when he was on my show, I think it was probably three years ago now, I asked him how did he come up with his book, The Sales Bible. He says, I didn't. I just wrote a blog based on all the stupid things I see salespeople doing. <laughs> and after I had 100 posts, I realized I had a book. And so I repurposed mm-hmm. that. I said, that is absolutely brilliant. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's yep. That's so let's talk about a few of these. Uh, having a great website, of course, helps. We've mm-hmm. seen great websites. We've all seen terrible ones. If there are, is anyone out there looking to improve their website, what traits or strategies do you think are most common in those websites that are the most effective? Well, in the book, I talk about something called the killer website. Okay, and the killer website is is really a series of landing pages. And you really have to look at your website differently than it used to be. When we started developing websites in the 90s, it really was an online brochure. But now every single page has to have a purpose. And the goal is, is that when you create content, let's just say um, I'm talking about Google Analytics. All right. Uh I write a blog post and I do a podcast about Google Analytics one week. And then inside of that blog post and that podcast, somehow or another, I mention a page on my website. That page should talk about Google Analytics and how you help people and then should have a call to action inside of it. So the content drives people to that landing page. And that landing page is where the call to action is so that people take action on it. So like, for example, I've got a course called Google Analytics Secrets. What do I sell on my Google Analytics page? The course, right? Yes. Um, you know, so it's all about how do you drive people through, and, and some people call it a funnel. You know, it is kind of a funnel, but the content is really kind of the impetus for driving people to the solution that they're looking for, and then that call to action takes them to what the solution would be. You know, so that's what I look at websites now is instead of trying to create a brochure that talks about all the different things that are out there, um, do it so that each one has a solution to a problem. And so one of the things I say in my speeches and my books and my classes and my coaching is people listen to two different radio stations online, WIIAM and WIIFM. WIIAM is the way that most websites are developed, and that is what is interesting about me. WIIFM is what's in it for me. Every web page needs to be written in WIAFM because that's what your audience is tuning into. Yeah, that is a great, great point. 
you have to be very aware of who your audience is. Uh, it's not just a self-indulgent exercise. Uh, if it is, it can be a turnoff, especially if it, there's just way too much of that going on. There's something else I do want to ask. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of websites have pop-ups, and of course it's legit because uh, usually it's a call to action to get your free PDF, your free ebook, or sign up for my list. I've seen websites where there is a pop-up on every single page you flip mm-hmm. to. I, I personally find it annoying, and after about the third one in a row, I'm, I'm done, unless I really, really like the person whose website I'm on. Is right. there a sweet spot? I mean, obviously, there's a fine line between doing something that drives traffic to whatever you're doing, uh, and then you cross a line to where you become really incredibly annoying. Where is that sweet spot? Well, there's there really is no sweet spot. I mean, one of the things that I don't do is I don't put pop-ups on my posts. So if I'm doing a blog or a podcast, there's no pop-ups on that. The content is king. Uh, when they get to an internal page, that's where the pop-ups happen. Now, keep in mind... With Google Analytics research shows, and I can I can prove this research because I, I manage over 100 Google Analytics accounts for clients, um, that the average person will basically give you two clicks. So the chances of them seeing that pop up are twice, max. Most of the time, it's one. Most people will read the blog and leave and never see a pop up. If they decide to click through and get to that Google Analytics page, they'll see a pop up that says, you know, hey, if uh, you're not ready, get on my email list. So. You know, it's a really, it's a fine line between clever and stupid, but the bottom line is, is most people will not see three or four pop-ups. They'll see maybe one. And it depends on the software you use, too. The one I recommend is SumoMe, which is free. They do have some paid options, but um, it's a really great program that will limit the amount of pop-ups that come up, depending on how long somebody spends on your site. So I think it's more based on, if you set it based on time versus page, I think you're going to be much more successful. Absolutely. So let me ask you about audio and video, Um, Mm -hmm. incorporating those effectively into your market. We've got two minutes until our break. How do you effectively incorporate audio and video into your marketing? Just do it. Uh, It's really simple. Uh, Video is so easy to do. When I own my recording studio, quarter of a million dollars in five employees, half million dollar business. For $10, you can buy software on an iPhone or an Android that does that and more that I had. Um, there's free programs out there. There's audacity, uh, the, you know, recording testimonials is uh, doing an audio testimonial is a great way to use audio video. Um, you know, set up something, get some decent lighting. I've got a bacon background set up in one of my spare rooms and, uh, got an iPad and a lav mic and I can do live video. I can do recorded video and it's really easy. There's a lot of, um, inexpensive free programs that you can use. Like uh, on a Mac, I recommend ScreenFlow. On a PC, I recommend Camtasia, where you can edit slides. You can edit you know, just about anything and, and create content and then get it out to the world with calls to action. Put it up on YouTube. Put it on Vimeo. Put it on your website. Put it on Facebook. Um, it's not hard to do anymore, and you don't have to be afraid of it. And don't worry about your teeth, and don't worry about your hair. Just do it. That's fantastic because I was going to say some people hate the sound of their voice and they hate how they look on camera. But really, honestly, very few people are really thinking about that anyway when they were listening to you or watching you. They want to hear what you have to say. Does that sound accurate? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, um, Winston and Churchill wasn't the sexiest man alive, but man, people paid attention to him, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're coming up against our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Brian Basilico. His book is called The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. You can get it on Amazon, and, and I'm sure Brian will tell us what his website is when we come back from the other side. Uh, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian Basilico, and his book is called The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. I mentioned before the break that you can find that book on Amazon, and Brian, you've got several websites. I didn't remember all of them right off the top of my head, so let's talk about that real quick. Where can we yeah, find you? Yeah, I'll give you all the core websites. So the first one is uh, b2b-im.com, uh, which stands for B2B Interactive Marketing, which is my my business. That's the main business. Um, the second one is baconpodcast.com. That's where my podcast is. Baconcoach.com. That's where my courses and coaching is. And then not about you. It's N-O-T-A-B-O-U-T, the letter U.com. That's where all, you can find more info on all my books. That's fantastic. I love that. So there are so many things we can talk about. Uh, one thing that I would like to ask is what do you think are some common mistakes people make on social media? Because I see things that people do on Facebook and I just – want to scratch my head and raise my mm -hmm. eyebrow like Mr. Spock, except I can't do it. So what are some mistakes that people make? How much time do we have? We've got four hours, five hours, what? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you some of the most common mistakes. The first and foremost, you got to realize that social, okay, social media is the medium, just like a print newsletter or something like that. It's the way you deliver things. Social networking is about networking and it's about people. So the bottom line, the first mistake I see people making is they'll post content and they'll never comment back. 
Um, and they're just trying to basically sell, 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 buy my crap kind of stuff. That's not the way you do it. You start with the relationship first and then deliver great content and then get into uh, any kind of sales. And that usually is the third piece. It takes a while. You wouldn't walk into a bar, tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, you look handsome or pretty and uh, you want to get married. But unfortunately, I see way too many people doing that on social media. They think it's just a way to sell their stuff. Um, Second biggest problem, uh, which is uh, if you talk about politics, religion, or sex. Now, when I say sex, I'm not talking about the act. I'm talking about men or women although the other one could be a problem too, uh, you're going to alienate 50% of your audience. So the thing you have to do is you have to be kind of innocuous. Matter of fact, I posted something the other day, which was a Bill Nye quote. Uh, was about when, and, and I love the quote because it was just one of those things, that, and pardon me if I get this wrong, but it was something along the lines of when you're dead, it doesn't hurt, you don't even know it. It's the people that are left behind, behind that feel the pain but it's also the same thing if you're stupid. Um, you know, and right. it was just meant to be a funny joke. And then one guy went off on this religious religious tangent and, you know, just started just blam blasting me and lamb blasting people. And, you know, I messaged him and I said, dude, you got to understand, I've got uh, atheist friends. I've got Muslim friends. I've got Jewish friends. I appreciate your opinion. But if you have problems, send it to me. Don't put it to the world. You know, starting arguments. Um, you know, I didn't take it down that road. He did. And so you got to be careful with that because, you know, not that you shouldn't be passionate about what you believe, but you have to be very, very careful about the way that you tiptoe around it. And it's it's a fine line between clever and stupid when it comes to politics, religion and sex. So that's another thing that you need to do. The other thing is, you know, there are certain people out there that I, I, I followed and met that have Facebook groups and it, they are just they're screaming W.I.A.M. They're talking about themselves all the time. They have Facebook groups where you can't talk about anything. You can only talk about them and how great they are. And the bottom line, that's not a relationship. That's just blatant sales. You know, you're trying to create a community of people that have like minds that are either going to buy from you, recommend you, or just engage with you. You know, so Mm -hmm. the thing is, is just be somebody who's a human being. Just be human on the Internet. That's really I think those are probably the key biggest mistakes. How about you? What things have you seen? that uh, just make your skin crawl. Uh, I've talked about this on my show uh, in in some of my short Facebook videos, just the idea that people will try and sell me something without building any Mm. kind of a relationship first. Oh, yeah. Know me, like me, trust me, and then pay me. Right. Exactly. And and I had somebody pitch me a multi-level marketing thing on Christmas Day. Really? This is the first contact with, with me from somebody. It was just it was just very tasteless. I just didn't really enjoy that at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's something that I see, and I see people posting about politics and religion all the time. And again, I get you know you're passionate about it, but if you're also building a business, be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about Facebook groups because I've seen groups too where it's all about the person who's running the group, and there's no other discussion really allowed or encouraged mm-hmm. so how do you effectively grow a group and and get engagement because that's where the group grows oh absolutely well so so example is is that i have i have multiple things that i do i have a, a weekly mastermind call you know which is just a call that's a little training a little mastermind stuff like that i've got my courses i've got the bacon system course i've got the bacon for uh, system for linkedin course i've got my coaching clients I bring all those people together in one group. 
And what I do is I constantly encourage them to post stuff. It's like, you know, somebody's working on a book cover. Put up your three book covers. These are all people in the space that know, like, and trust, and you know are going to give you honest answers. Um, put up, you know, your successes. Put up your challenges. I mean, it's you got to encourage people to be active in it. And, you know, don't be afraid to let other people jump on and start, you know, acting as somebody of, um, you know, trying to give some opinions and do something to add value to the group. The more that the group gets involved, the more value the group has. And that's really what it boils down to. Now, I belong to some groups. I mean, this is a serious thing. I belong to one that was a huge group. And all I did was is say, hey, I'm looking for some great podcast guests. Here's the podcast. They took that as trying to advertise the podcast, and they kicked me out of the group. Um, And that was like, okay, cool. You know, if that's the way you feel about it, I get it. You know, I wasn't trying to sell my podcast. I certainly don't have sponsors and not making any money on it. I'm just looking for some great people to interview like you. You know, so, and I don't just take anybody. I usually take people that I've had a chance to chat with or have come directly recommended by somebody who's been a past guest, you know, because I get, I don't know about you, dude, but I get pitched, you know, four or five times a day by a all lot. these people with books. And it's like, you, you don't understand, you know, if you don't, if we don't have some kind of relationship, it's the same thing, like you said, where somebody just sends you, you know, an immediate, do they friend you and then immediately try to sell you something? It's like, I'm not going to bring you on my podcast. I know nothing about you. Right. Um, yeah, one guy get into an argument with me because somebody recommended he contact me. It's like, I don't know the guy you're talking about. And I don't know you. What's your angle? You know, and then I never heard from him again. So, right. you know. Yeah, I get pitched a lot, too. I mean, for me, my order of priority is, A, do I really, really want you on my show? You're on my dream list. Number two, have you been on my show before? Number three, are you referring someone to me because I already not like you, know, and trust you? And bottom of the barrel is people who are blind pitching me who I don't know. Right. And, and then the most pitch Im- me. And then pitch me. Right. But the most important thing is, is it does, does what they have um, fall in line with what your audience wants? Yeah. You know? That's really all it boils down to. Is do you have something of value to bring? I mean, I had one guy on. His name is David Garfinkel. I don't know if you've ever interviewed him, but the dude is just I've amazing. not. I've He's not. Amazing copywriter, just incredible. Super personal, really nice. His podcast was so good, I broke it into two. I mean, it was just there was so much content in there. It's like I had to break it into two segments. Um, you know, I get repeat guests on because they have so much great content that aligns with my audience. And how do you know what aligns with your audience? You look at your stats, you know, you go in and say, hey, this is getting downloaded more than this. You know, uh, when I did that podcast about analytics um, and I did a blog about analytics, that was something that I saw the stats just skyrocket through the roof. As a matter of fact, I posted that blog into a social media group, had over a million people. The amount of engagement I got on that blew me away. Uh A lot of people understand social media. A lot of people don't understand analytics. What that led to was a course. And that turned into a way to, you know, really get my audience engaged in what analytics does. So you got to pay attention to the numbers. And also you got to make sure that, you know, what you're putting out there is truly engaging the audience. Is it giving them value? Because otherwise, what happens? You lose listeners if you're just going blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Exactly. You uh, mentioned uh, to me that you did a quote contest to get more engagement from your group and maybe generate some leads. Tell us about that. Well, actually, okay, so this is something a little bit different. This is not a contest inside the group. This is what I do on my personal page every single day. Every single morning, 
I do a quote of the day, and it's actually through an app on my iPhone, and it will. I send it to Twitter, I send it to Facebook. The amount of engagement that gets is incredible. I mean, I'll get 5, 10, 25 shares on something like that. Bunch of people liking it, a uh, bunch of people commenting on it. And then at the end of the day, I do something called the caption contest. And I'm very consistent every morning and every night, Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so the caption contest is a goofy picture um sometimes you know just a little wackadoodle <laughs> but yeah. uh you know they're just funny funny things that uh you know people will comment on and everybody says well what do i win you win nothing you win admiration from everybody well how do i win the person with the most likes on their comment wins and yes. that's all it's about now the thing about that is is the way that the facebook algorithm works is because i'm posting something in the morning and something at night that's getting 50 to 100 likes comments shares i mean all those things um, that actually raises you up in the algorithm. Okay. So your, your, your stuff, because you're getting so much engagement on those posts, is going to be, uh, a lo- you're going to be seen by a lot more people when you do post, I'm posting a podcast, I'm jumping on Brian Wright's podcast. Um, you know what, when I post those things, more people see it. That means more engagement without having to pay for it. So that's the kind of the tip of the day. If you want to get more engagement, put out stuff there that people engage with. And then when you do post things about business, more people will see it. Absolutely. So let's flip to a new topic. We've got maybe a couple minutes uh, to our next break. Email marketing. How often should you email your list? And should you sell something every time you email your list? Well, here's here's my take on it. Okay, I don't email my list a lot. Um, I will email them once or twice a week, and it depends on the list because I have very segmented lists. Um, you know, some are from joint ventures, some are strictly about the podcast, some are, um, you know, strictly about uh, webinars that I've done or presentations and things like that. Here's what I do every single week in order to create the most engagement, the most opens the least amount of unsubscribes is I take all the content that I create. So here's, here's my plan. Okay. Monday, uh, my monocast, it's me talking about a subject. Um, this week's subject is, uh, you know, would you, basically it's called buy my crap. Would you buy what you're selling? Um, and so I post that and then I take that and I convert it over. I use rev.com and I actually have it, um, transcribed and, uh, turn it into a blog post and then the next thing I do is I'd get a guest expert interview, hopefully someone congruent with what's there. And then Thursday, I take all of that and say, here's all my free stuff. And I put all of those into one email broadcast with a banner ad that says, hey, if you want to join my mastermind or buy my book, you know, it's a very, very soft sell. But it's giving away a lot of great free content. And that keeps people engaged. How often? It depends on your audience. So like I say, I do it once a week. Twice a week, you know, max, that's it. But mm-hmm. once a week for sure, twice a week may be something else to targeted audiences. Awesome. Great answers. We will come back after our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Brian Basilico. He is the author of the book, The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. And you can find it on Amazon and on his websites, which he talked about earlier. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. You might think that kissing is a universal sign of affection, but there are certain groups of people on Earth who just don't do it. I think they don't know what they're missing. Humans have been kissing for a long time, as kisses were portrayed in Egyptian art in 1500 B.C. The Romans are credited with perfecting the romantic kiss as we know it today. What's another word for kissing? Oscillation. Your lips are a hundred times more sensitive than the tips of your fingers, and the kiss quickens your pulse to 100 beats a minute. One kiss actually burns up to three calories. Now there's a workout I could handle. Studies say a woman will kiss about 79 guys before getting married, and the average person spends two weeks of their life kissing. What's the word for the art of kissing? Phylometology. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Brian Basilico. And you have a show called The Bacon Podcast. Yes, sir. How did that come about? How does this help your business and your brand? Oh, man, that's fabulous. Well, first and foremost, congratulations. What have you been doing this, six years now? Is uh, that right? Five and a half. Five and a half years, yeah. So I'm, I'm about two and a half years. And actually, um, I, you know, since being an audio dude, owning a recording studio, it was, it was natural for me to want to do that. Plus, I love to talk. I'm an audio learner. Uh, I'm an audio teacher, and that's that's what I do. I mean, my superpower, I know you're going to ask that later, but my superpower is training. So, you know, I've learned that over the years that if I can teach people so much stuff. So having a platform like a podcast and the fact that I, I love speaking, I love talking, and I can, I can do it in a heartbeat, um, that made it so much easier. But the way I actually started was I was at a conference, and there was a guy who did an incredible presentation on podcasting. Um, and sold a class. And so I invested in myself and got into his class and his mastermind and learned all the uh, ins and outs of, you know, setting up the iTunes feed and what program to use and how to do all that stuff. And uh, now I'm 267 episodes into it and loving it, man. Yeah, that's really fantastic. And uh, what kinds of guests do you typically have? Oh, man, they, they're primarily – well, it's geared towards small businesses and online marketers. So um, the guests range from everything from John Lee Dumas to 
um, multi-level or network marketing people to copywriters to coaches to it's just anything that's going to help people get their arms around something that maybe they don't know i mean very specific things like instagram facebook linkedin twitter those kind of things to uh more larger topics like how to set up a sales funnel how to disrupt uh create disruption in business um just tons of different great ideas Absolutely. Speaking of sales funnels, uh, there is a question that I have about that because I think there are two schools of thought on this. Mm -hmm. Some people like to lead with the free item to get somebody in and then progressively introduce more uh, expensive uh, learning opportunities, which there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with because we're all building businesses. Other people will start with the really expensive item first and then whittle that down as they figure out who can't afford it. Which right. school of thought do you subscribe to? Both. <laughs> and to give you the example is there's uh, three kinds of traffic out there. There's hot, warm, and cold. And then with hot, warm, and cold, you also have people that are trying to add pleasure to their life and pain to their life. So it depends on where they're at. Um, I, I actually have the free to the cheap to the mid to the larger to the full and side of things, which is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So, you know, give away a free item, get them to join my mastermind for a buck. Uh, that becomes something that gets them maybe into one of my classes. And from my classes, if they like that, they'll continue on and being a coaching client. Um, and so there's an evolution that goes through uh, getting people to go through that. Some people just stop at one or maybe they do the dollar trial and they, they, they fall off. You know, what I find when you give away a lot of free stuff, you tend to get a lot of uh, looky-loos and tire kickers, and it's really hard to get them into the funnel to take it any further. You can try. You know, you can do um, tripwire offers and things like that, get them to buy something else. Um, but once somebody's, once somebody's bought something, they're more inclined to buy more. When it comes to sales, um, when I'm doing sales stuff, uh, I always start with, for example, if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one call with somebody who's interested in things, I will always start with the most expensive thing first and then work backwards uh, just to get a sense of where they're at. So I'll start with the you know, six-month coaching program and they say, okay, well, that's not a good fit for you, then I've got this. Okay, if that's not a good fit for you, then I've got you know a dollar trial at $47 a month that's still coaching, but it's just light. You know, So sometimes you work them back that way and then they'll work back up the system. So it really depends on you know, where you catch them, how you catch them, and what they're interested in. Absolutely. I love that. That's fantastic. So tell us about your most successful client. I'd love to hear a case study because we haven't really done that yet. Yeah, well, the most successful client was the one that I mentioned before, um, and I've got a handful of them. Well, actually, let me give you a different one because yeah. um, I talked about the barcode guy. The other one is I speak um, occasionally at the National Pooper Scoopers Convention. Yes, there is a convention for people that pick up dog poop. Um, so I was speaking, and I ended up getting a client out of this, and I asked her, I said, what is your goal? And she says, well, I need 30 new clients, and a client tours worth $1,000 a year. Um, 30 new clients so that I can buy a truck and hire somebody to actually do the scooping because I'm getting old, my knees are bad, I have to have surgery on my foot, blah, blah, blah. Um, so she went through the bacon system thing that, you know, it was before the class was there, but we went through step by step and did everything that I, I have in the class and uh, taught her all that stuff. And she started blogging and we set up her Google AdWords, or not AdWords, but uh, Google Places and Analytics and all that kind of stuff. And within three months, which is not a bad time, she had 30 new clients. Within wow. six months, she had over 60 new clients. That means, you know, from the investment that she put into that, um, she ended up making uh, $60,000 for roughly, you know, a $3,000 investment. 
Um, and that's not to say that's what the bacon system costs or anything. That was part, that was one-on-one coaching for X amount of months. Um, so, but there, you know, there's a way. And the thing is, is when we're done with the coaching, she's still making that $60,000 and still growing, you know? So that's, that's, I think one of my favorite success stories is I got her out of the truck and working on her business instead of in her business. And she's so much happier and she's still growing. That is fantastic. Influential uh, books that have helped your business. Oh, man, there are so many. Um, obviously, the E-Myth, uh, Four Hour Work Week. One of my favorites is by my mentor. It's called um, The 100 Zero Principle, which basically says give 100% of yourself 100% of the time, expect nothing in return, and watch what happens. That's by Al Ritter. Um, Probably the one that got me started in this journey uh, from being just a web developer to a speaker coach thing was Platform by Michael Hyatt. Love that book. A uh, bunch of books by Joel Kamm, uh, Kaching. Uh, boy, there's too many to mention. Oh, you mean this? <laughs> yes, sir. And I have the same thing. <laughs> I met him at an event two weeks ago and... There you go. Yep. F- fun little story. He was speaking from stage, and he was telling us about how he invented the ka button. And he said, does anyone have a birthday today? Silence. Does anyone have a birthday soon? I shouted Monday. This was on a Friday. Anybody sooner? No one raised their hand. Come and get it. Happy birthday. So that's why I have a ka button. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and Joel is uh, – as a matter of fact, I'm speaking with him in Denver in two weeks and Friday. So he's, he's turned out to be a really good friend and uh, um, somewhat of a mentor. He's a great guy, just a fantastic. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's tons of books out there. The, the bottom line is you just got to find what resonates with you. Absolutely. Do you have a daily success routine that gets your day started? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I always start with the uh, quote of the day. It's all what motivates me. And um, the thing that I always do is I make sure that I take care of my social media first and then move on to everything else, uh, meaning that if somebody has – um, commented, shared, liked. I always, you know, respond to people. I, I build those relationships as the first thing, and then at the end of the day, I reverse the process. But I, I actually have a complete system on how I work. Um, I call it Marketing Monday, Training Tuesday, Working Wednesday, Togetherness Thursday, and Flexible Friday. So I'm, I'm a very structured, strategic person. Great. If you had to start over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? Um, I would probably spend a lot more time investing in myself, um, learning and growing and thinking and probably invest in uh, mentors and coaches and things of that nature. Because, you know, I got into that later in life and that has been the thing that has amplified my business so much in the last three years. I cannot tell you how much. It's just amazing. That's great. You mentioned your superpower is training. How did you discover that superpower? Um, well, I discovered it by just actually doing it. You know, when I started, when I was asked to teach at a college, uh, the first time I was very nervous, I overthought it. And then I realized that I had so much life experience that I could talk from because I'd been in business for over 35 years that it was the stories that I'm able to tell and the success stories that I'm able to tell that, that really got me to the point where I learned that when you teach once, you learn twice. So it actually is an empowerment for me to go teach people. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Man, I think the scariest thing I've ever done was take a 250 or whatever is a thousand pound uh, four wheeler up a hill, almost straight up vertical, where I thought the thing was going to keel over and crush me. Um, you know, haven't quite jumped out of an airplane, but man, that was pretty darn scary. It's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. So who inspires and motivates you? This is the question I ask everybody. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of people. I mean, I do have I do have a coach. I love my coach. She's a mindset coach. Her name is Marla Tabaka. She writes for Inc. Magazine. She inspires me. Uh, I have a mentor. His name is Al Ritter. He's the guy that wrote the Hundred Zero Principle. We get together once every two months and sit down. And uh, and frankly, I mean, you inspire me. Just your consistency. A lot of people that are out there giving away great information, caring about their audiences and doing things. It's people like you that inspire me as well. That keeps me motivated. That is fantastic. I really do appreciate that. One more time, how can we find your book? How can we learn more about you and possibly get involved with you? Absolutely. Well, the, the simplest thing is just find me. Search Brian Basilico, bottom line. It's B-R-I-A-N-B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O. You will find everything about me. And again, the, the websites are b2b-im.com. That is my blog. That's my main website. Um, need some help. That's gonna. I actually have to work on that one. Um, the Bacon Podcast is just baconpodcast.com. Check that out. There's some great interviews. Brian is going to be on when he gets his next book ready. We're, we already talked about that. Uh, yep. Go to notaboutu.com for the books and baconcoach.com for the classes. And bottom line is friend me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you want. Connect with me, and I'm more than happy to start a relationship with you and try to provide you some great content and uh, keep this conversation going that you started, Brian. Absolutely. We've got about a minute to the end. Any final words of wisdom for us, Brian? Yeah, I think one of my favorite quotes of all time is from uh, Zig Ziglar. And Zig said, you can have anything in life you want if you just help other people get what they want in life. So I think the the key to being successful in business is always being focused on the win of the other person and, and not be so, don't worry about the money, the money will come. It, it's really focused on helping other people be successful. And then they will tell two friends and like the Brett commercial and so on and so on and so on. And that's how you really grow a solid business through referrals and recommendations. Absolutely. Big plans going forward. What's next for you? Oh, uh, man, working on book six, uh, which is uh, Bacon System for LinkedIn. And um, just continuing to speak, do lots of, um, I do a lot of teaching and also boot camps, social media boot camps. Those are usually local and stuff like that, but uh, not sure what's next. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you, Brian, for being on the show. We really do appreciate it. Brian, it was a pleasure, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You're such an awesome host, and, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. Thank you so much. This has been Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest was Brian Pasilico. He is the author of the book, The Bacon System, Sizzling Hot Recipes That Grow Your Business. Get it, get it, get it. You'll really enjoy it a lot. Come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another very successful person, and we learn about their journey and what we can learn from it. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Goodbye. For being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how